Welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centered, word-based and spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonholm and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. And I have a word just to share with you that God's put on my heart. And if you're taking notes, the title of the message this morning is A God Who Wants To Be Known. A God Who Wants To Be Known. We're going to read from Jeremiah chapter 9, and we're going to read verse 23 to 24. And uh, this is what it says. It says, this is what the Lord says. Let not the wise boast of their wisdom, or the strong boast of their strength, or the rich boast of their riches. But let the one who boasts, boast about this, that they have the understanding to know me, that I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice, righteousness on earth, for in these I delight, declares the Lord. Do you have the understanding to know God? That's what God has called us to boast about, that we have the understanding to know Him. So let's pray. Let's ask for God's help this morning. We're going to dive into the Scriptures. Lord, we just welcome you into this moment. God, we have our hearts open and ready And we pray that you would minister to us through the Bible, God, as we read stories and as we look at Scriptures, Lord. Help us to see you more clearly, that as we contemplate you and consider you this morning, God, that you would transform us into your image. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, I don't know if you can remember your first Bible, the, the Bible that was like yours, you know, the one that you started to read, the one that helped you understand God for the first time. But I remember my first Bible that was given to me by my life group leader. And shout out to life groups. They begin again this week. Deb will be out in the foyer. Talk to her if you want to know more. But I remember my life group leader, he uh, basically, when I first came, we had been brought up in a home where we were a part of Catholic church, uh, Catholic schools. My family sort of going back, you know, particularly the uh, Italian side, both sides had this upbringing. But the idea of reading a Bible was so foreign to me. I think we had a family Bible that was about this big, you know, and it had stacks of certificates in it. I didn't know you could turn past the cover and read it for yourself. I didn't even know it was written in English, right? So I had no idea that the Bible was something that I could read for myself. And my life group leader said, hey, bring your Bible to life group. And he obviously saw the blank look on my face and he's like, do you have a Bible? And I remember saying, no. And he says, that's all right, I'll get you one. And he rocks up at life group with this brand new U-Butte youth study Bible. And I mean, this thing was awesome. It had the scriptures, but it also had amazing testimonies and stories and explanations about what I was reading. And man, it it just began this journey for me that over these years as I've walked with God has absolutely transformed my life. You see, the Bible has become something as I've studied it that I deeply love, that has become so important to me. It's something that it's almost like the more I read it, the less I realise I can exhaust it. You know, I was thinking about the way that C.S. Lewis explains this faith journey. He explains it like this. He says, the further up and the further in you go, the bigger everything gets. The inside is larger than the outside. And I just think that's my experience with my Bible. It's my experience as I came to it and it was a very foreign concept. I mean, the the stories were a little bit beyond me. 
But the more I've gone into it, the bigger it's gotten, the more I've, I've fallen in love with it. And the same way that I have fallen in love with my Bible, I honestly believe that you can fall in love with your Bible as well. You know, I, uh, I don't have that actual study Bible anymore. I wanted to bring it to show you because when I was a young adult, I was 19 and I started working in the city at a coffee roasters called Single Origin Roasters for all the coffee nerds out there. And my boss, um, he was seeking. He wanted to know about spiritual things. He'd been sort of brought into the Hare Krishna space and, you know, he was talking to me about his chants and I'm trying to, 19-year-old, I'm trying to tell him about my faith. And God spoke to me and said, give your boss your study Bible. And this study Bible was a mess, but in a good way. Because I remember a youth pastor at a camp once said to me, messy Bible equals healthy life, Right? And so I went to town on this thing. I bought myself highlighters. I bought myself pens. My goal as a young person, young people, listen up. My goal as a young person was to highlight something in every page that God brought to life. Something in every page that I, I could hear and was God's will for my life. And so this thing just had, it was falling apart and whatnot. And so I gave it to my boss. He started crying. And we still are in touch today. And it's been an incredible journey. I, I went on to start Bible college. I bought myself another study Bible and I've bought that one to show you. At least you can see one of my Bibles. You know, this Bible has become something that has absolutely transformed my life. As you can see, it's, uh, it's seen me through a season or two. <laughs> it's gotten me through those single years as a young man, as a married man, now as a father. The Bible has become something that is an absolute gift in my life from God. You know, what's blown me away as I've journeyed with God over the years is that we serve a God who actually wants to be known. You know, the Bible says that creation itself is one of the ways that God displays His glory. Psalm 19 verse 1 and 2 says, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of His hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they reveal knowledge. You know, from the beginning of time, God has wanted to be known. He has shown us who He is through His creation. You know, nature is not God, but it testifies to Him. Revelation, sorry, Romans 1.20 says, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from that which has been made, so that people are without excuse. You know, if a person truly stops long enough, and in, in this day and age, that's one of the plans of the enemy, to distract people and to make them so busy that they never consider the deeper things. But if a person truly stops and considers creation, looks to the heavens, thinks about what we are a part of, you are led to a place where the question of eternity starts to get raised. You know, what was there before this? What was there before that? How does this work? And your heart starts to be stirred towards greater things. The idea of eternity, the idea of God who created things starts to come up. And this is something that is, is given to us by God. Ecclesiastes says that He puts eternity in the human heart. That God actually puts something in every person that is longing to know more, longing to know Him, longing to discover what it is that God uh, wants us to know and who He is. And the question of God, if it rests in every heart, the next question we ask is, so who is God and how does He allow Himself to be known? And do you know, while nature and creation reveal that there is an eternal Creator, it's through the coming of Jesus and the gift and the giving of the Bible that we discover who the eternal creator is. 
Nature can make someone believe that there must be something, but it's through Jesus and through the Bible that we discover who He actually is. Do you know, God makes Himself known in His coming. Jesus was referred to as Emmanuel, God with us. And you know, Jesus is not just a representative of God. He's not just a great teacher. He is God with us. When you look at Jesus, you actually see God, His character, His nature. We actually see God relating and walking around and talking to us in a way that we can receive. And so when we read the Gospels, we actually read about God Himself when He was amongst us, the way He ministered, the way He taught, the way He loved, the way He connected with people. We discover in Jesus who God is and the gift of the Gospels helps us to see the story of His life. But the amazing thing, and I might just share a couple of Scriptures here firstly, in Colossians 2 verse 9 it says, For in Christ is the fullness of of the deity, the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. Colossians 1.15 says, the Son is the image of the invisible God. When we see Jesus, we see God. But it's not just the four Gospels that teach us about Jesus. In fact, all of the Bible is there to reveal Him, to reveal God. You know, when Jesus was walking uh, with, a, with a couple of guys after His resurrection who were sort of lost at that time, not realising what God was up to, He meets them and he says this in Luke 24. He said to them, How foolish you are and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. You want to know what the greatest sermon ever preached but never recorded is? This sermon right here. Jesus himself starting with Moses, the beginning, and literally explaining, using all the Scriptures about who He was and His heart, His nature, His character, His purpose, His mission. Jesus unpacked this. And the Bible says that these guys, that when Jesus moved on, they said, did not our hearts burn within us as He explained the Scriptures to us? Something came alive as the Word of God, God Himself, breathed on the words written in Scripture and the the writings of the prophets and brought it to life so that they saw God as He really was. God makes Himself known in the Bible. It is a gift from God to us so that we can see Him. He reveals Himself to us. It's unlike any other book. It's not just words to read. It's not just something to, you know, go through like a study uh, journal. It is something that is alive. You know, Jesus Himself challenged some Pharisees who had great understanding of the Scriptures, but they didn't know who it was that the Scriptures were revealing. In John 5, he says to them, he says, You study the Scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. But these are the very Scriptures that testify about me. Yet you refuse to come to me to have life. Do you know the Bible is given to us so that God may be revealed through its stories, through its pages, and we may come to an understanding of who our God is. We may have the knowledge of God. We may see God and know Him. You know, the Bible is, uh, is given to us from God. And next week, you guys are going to be blessed with Fee Thomas preaching. And I know that she's going to do an amazing job, share a little bit more about the actual Bible and how it came about and how God's used it to help us. But the Bible is a gift from God that we may know God. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. 
And as we come to our Bibles, and this year, as we lean into our Bibles as a part of this theme, God is going to reveal Himself to us. And as we see Him as He really is, we are transformed into His image. The Bible says, 2 Corinthians 3.18, that as we contemplate Christ, we are transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory. How do you contemplate Christ? You see Him in the Scriptures. The Holy Spirit breathes on what you're reading and reveals who He is. And the more you can consider Him, the more you can contemplate Him, the more you read and see who God is, the more you find yourself being transformed into His image. There's a lot of people out there that would love to be transformed. The question is, where do I start? Well, I want to encourage you to start with the Bible. The Bible is not just for the preachers. The Bible is not just for the leaders. The Bible is for the Christian. The Bible is God's gift to every person who has put their faith in Jesus that they may know Him and that through the Holy Spirit, it may come alive in their life. God's breath is in our Bibles and He breathes on that for each of us. I might just ask our keys player just to come up and we have a, we have a shorter time to preach because we want to just lay hands and pray for these people. But I just really want to encourage you um, you know, over the month of February, Melania and I, we're transitioning with our Southwest campus. And so come March 1, we're here and locking in. But this is like my chance in February to be like, get into the Word of God. So I'm like, let's go. But you know what? The question of if the Bible reveals God, how does it reveal God? You know, what's interesting is that the most prominent genre in the Bible, uh, and it's written in many different genres, poetry, you know, apocalyptic literature, etc., the most predominant genre is narrative. It is story. And do you know what's amazing? Story is so profoundly powerful. Do you know, uh, every culture on earth has used stories to be able to communicate, to be able to share important information. When you meet someone, how do you, how do you begin to get to know that person? You share stories. You know, it's not just facts, it's not just figures. It's like, hello, um, who, who are you? And they're like, well, you know, this is, uh, this is me. I'm this tall. I have this colour of hair. It's like, cool, the facts are okay. But what I'm really asking is, who are you? Tell me some stories. You know, at the start of the sermon, I actually st- shared a few stories on purpose to make this point. Because there's people in this room and you never would have met me. But simply in about three or four minutes through stories, you learn that this is the church I met Jesus in. You learned that I got raised in a family and we didn't, uh, weren't aware that we could read the Bible for ourselves. You learned that I threw an egg at my senior pastor. <laughs> you learned that, you know, I worked in the city in a coffee roasters. You learned, and little by little, without you even realizing it, you started to form a picture and, and started to gain some understanding about who I was. And the more stories you hear, the more time we spend together, the more time when we're talking and you get to hear about this time and that time and this experience and that experience, the more stories that you hear about me, the better the picture that you have of me. And this is why it's easy to judge someone from a distance, but when you draw close to somebody and you hear their story, wow, all of a sudden, man, it transforms what you're hearing and it comes alive. You know, stories are vital to relationship. And the Bible is ultimately a collection of stories. (laughs) And as I mentioned, the most popular genre is narrative because God wants us to see Him at work, not just to hear about the facts and the figures, but to see how He relates to His people, His heart in His creation, the way that He forgives and the love that He has. And we see story after story as you read the Bible of the way God interacted with all creation and with humanity since the beginning of time. And this is how we get to know who He is. 
And as we read the Bible, you know, you come to it and we're reading an ancient text here. It's not always easy to understand. But this is my encouragement to you this morning and where I suppose I want to land my message is that it's a living, breathing, God-breathed gift to us. When you come to your Bible in this time, as you, by faith, maybe go out and buy yourself a study Bible, as you, by faith, download the Bible 40-day Bible reading plan and commit yourself to it, as you come to the Bible, God comes with you to the Bible to bring it to life. You know, Jesus, while He was with us, He shared with His disciples the most powerful thing about the gift of the Holy Spirit and one of the roles of the Holy Spirit in our life. And in John 14, verse 25 to 26, it says this, Jesus speaking, He says, All this I've spoken to you while still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in My Name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything that I have said to you. I remember being a young man coming to the Bible and there was a lot that I, I couldn't make sense of. There was a lot I didn't understand. But when I read this Scripture, something stood out to me, that one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to remind us of what Jesus has said. But the thought is this, how can you be reminded of something you've never heard? How can something be brought to memory if it was never first consumed? And I felt like the Holy Spirit as a young man said to me, Tim, your job is not to understand everything right now. Your job is to get into it, to consume it, to take it on. Let me breathe on it. Let me bring it to remembrance. Let me walk with you in the right timing to bring about what you need so that it is what it needs to be for you. And as I just started to eat the Word of God, just started to read it, just started to get it into my life, just started to go through the stories. I wasn't so much worried about trying to make sense of everything. It was just about getting it into my heart. And then what I discovered is God in His goodness breathes on what I've read in the moments that I need it most. And all of a sudden you start to be facing something and you're finding yourself facing something that's difficult. And then you start to be like, I remember that story of Jairus when his daughter was, was dying and then eventually died. But Jesus said, come on, don't be afraid. Just believe she's gonna be healed. You know what, God? Thank You for reminding me of that story because it's given me faith to believe or you need courage. And you are just like, remember when God kept saying to Joshua, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous. I feel like God, that's what you're saying to me right now. Be strong and courageous, be strong. And the words of the stories start to become personal and start to help you. I need wisdom, God. I've got this tricky situation. And you know, Abigail, the story of Abigail and the way that she sort of appeased the King and figured out a way to bring about God's purposes in that situation. You're like, Thank You for that story, God. I am gonna to start to seek You and to get wisdom about what I should do. And all of a sudden, you know, our failures, we, we're doing good for God and then all of a sudden we feel like we fall back into our old ways. We fail Jesus and we're, we're basically full of shame. And then we remember the story of Jesus reinstating Peter. Man, if Peter who walked with you for three years turned his back on you and you still loved him, and you still had a plan to post for his life, then God, even though I've failed you over these last months, God, I'm coming back to you like Peter did and I'm asking for your love. And you, and you see it. And what happens is the stories, because you've read them, because you've been taking the time to consume them and bring them into your heart, the Holy Spirit can remind you of it, remind you of it, remind you of it. This is a journey with God, not just for God. We don't read our Bibles for Him. We read our Bibles with Him. 
I remember struggling in my devotional life and I was in, I was overseas and I was part of an amazing missions work over there and I have a friend who I really look up to and I was sharing with him as you do, you know, iron sharpens iron. I'm like, man, to be honest, I'm just struggling with my devotional life. I feel like, I feel like I just don't have a good rhythm. And he said, talk to me about how you do your quiet times. I don't explain it. He's like, well, I'm gonna give you a challenge. What I want you to do is I want you to get an app on your phone where you can put notes. And I want you to read the Bible every day until God speaks to you out of one verse. And then I want you to cut that verse. I want you to paste it into your notes. And then I want you to put dot points under it about the things that God has said. And I just want you to do that. And the key for this is not that you have hours with God, but that you do it every day. And he says, Tim, I'm telling you, if you do this every single day, you watch how God will use it. And so after seven days of doing this, I remember just thinking like, where's the like mind-blowing revelation, Holy Spirit, tears. That's what I was after. I'm like, God, man, this little one verse a day thing with a couple of thoughts, I don't know how this is working, but I'm just, I'd committed myself to it. And as I did it, the moment that I really felt like God showed me its power was about a week later, um, I'm, I'm meeting with a friend and he's going through something difficult. And I think by this time, I'd been doing this for about 10 days. And I reckon in the course of a half an hour conversation, seven or eight of the Scriptures that I had read over the last 10 days came up, bubbled out of me and ministered to this guy. And all of a sudden I started to realise, man, when I'm in the Word, God actually then uses it to bless my life, to help other people and to take me where only He can take me. And I realised that I need to be in the Bible. Having a great encounter at conference once a year, as good as it is, is not everything that God has for you. Not every day you wake up and you read the Bible and it's mind-blowing revelation. Sometimes you just read it and it just sits in your heart and you thank God for it and you just walk with Him into the rest of your day. But He has now something to breathe on, to remind you of. And He's called us all to be in our Bibles. So I wanna encourage you, 40 days in the words coming up. So next Monday, not tomorrow, but next Monday, it begins 40 days until Easter. Between now and then, I wanna encourage you, download the Bible reading plan, you version. You just go to the Bible on, on, on your phone and just download Horizon Church. Uh, Bible reading plan, 40 days in the Word, you'll find it. Maybe for some of you, you need to invest in a study Bible. You need to invest in uh, something that can help you make sense of what you're reading because you've read the Bible a few times, but you could really do with some additional notes and some information about what it is that you're reading. But whatever it is, I wanna encourage you to give yourself to this season. And let's be those who boast that we have the understanding to know God that that is what it means. I don't want to boast in my riches. I don't want to boast in my wealth. I don't want to boast in my fame. I don't want to boast in any of that. But what I want to boast in is the fact that I understand that I need to know God. And if we have the understanding that we need to know God, guess what? God wants to be known and you will know Him. Is that all right? This is my Bible. Come on, let's grab a hold of it with both hands and run into the year ahead. So I'm just going to pray. God, we just thank You so much for this incredible gift the Bible, God, the way that You reveal Yourself to us through it. Thank You for teaching us, God, correcting us, God. God, bringing us to a revelation of Your character and Your nature as we dive into the, into the stories, into the words and into the teaching. God, we just pray right now that You would use our Bible this year to transform us as we contemplate You into Your image. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus. That's why eyes are closed. And before we move into this time of commissioning and prayer, I just want to take a moment just to pray for anyone in the room. And 
You know, as you're hearing me talk about the Bible today, you're realising that there is more to God than maybe you realised. You're realising that, you know, maybe if this guy is saying you can hear God's voice, maybe I could hear God's voice. And I talked about how God has put eternity in the human heart. Do you know, God is drawing you to Himself. He loves you. He has a plan and a purpose for your life. And He can and wants to be known by you. And as you draw near to God, the Bible says He will draw near to you. And so what I wanna do is I wanna help you right now to draw near to God, to come to God. No matter where you've come from, what life has looked like, whether you're religious or not, whether you've been to church once or a thousand times, right now God Himself is saying, hey, would you just come to me? Because when you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. And I'm just gonna lead you in a very simple prayer. And it's a prayer where we can put our lives in God's hands. We can hand our life back to our Creator and say, God, I welcome You and I accept what You've done for me. And from this day forward, would You talk to me? So with every eye closed right now, let's all pray this prayer. And if this morning you need to reach out to God, would you pray it from your heart? Would you allow God to just do a work inside of you? So let's all pray these words after me. Dear Jesus, I know that You love me, that You gave Your life up for me, And so this morning, I give my life back to You. I thank You for Your forgiveness and for the freedom that comes as I walk with You. I declare You my Lord and Saviour, God, my Creator. I wanna know You. From this day forward, would You walk with me, talk with me and live in me for all eternity. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Amen. Just while your eyes are closed, love just to pray over anyone who this morning, when you prayed that prayer, something has happened in your heart. Something has begun. Something has come alive. That was a prayer of faith for you. If that was you, and that was a real meaningful prayer for you, and you did something with God right now, I want to pray God's blessing over you. Just so I know who to pray for and who to include in this prayer, would you just, while eyes are closed, give us a rate, give us, give your hand a quick wave and just say, hey, Tim, can you include me in that prayer? If that's you. Yeah, amazing. Anyone else this morning is like, yeah, come on, yeah, up here as well. That's great. What a powerful thing to pray out to your God, your Creator, to reach out and ask to know God because He wants to be known by you. Anyone else right now who when you prayed that prayer, you know something happened? Amazing. Well, God, we just bless these people. We just pray, God, that today you would reveal yourself to them, that what they are experiencing right now would just be the beginning, that as they go home, they would sense your presence. They would walk in the freedom and the forgiveness that you've given them. And God, they would start to see you in the Scriptures as your Holy Spirit leads them into all truth and reminds them of what it is that you've said. In Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen. Come on, can we just give it up for those who responded this morning? Well done. What a decision. What a prayer. And I'm excited for you because I remember being a 13-year-old kid who responded in a moment like that and it was the beginning of the most exciting journey on earth. Thanks for listening to this message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.